opportunity to be sick, opportunity to be broke, opportunity to be depressed, opportunity to be mad, lots and lots and lots of opportunities. Can I just suggest this morning that you don't take them? That you just realize that, you know what, I got the Word of God. I got the Word of God that my God shall supply all my needs according to His riches and glory. So I don't have to take the opportunity to expect defeat and financial devastation. You know, and I, I know, you know, you got a brother and he's up here and he's sharing, you know, that just in this short period of time, three times, and you're thinking, you know, the thoughts that you have the opportunity to embrace. Well, that was him. Reject that. Because God, you know what's, you know what's cool is that God is not a respecter of persons. Now, that's Bible. He's not a respecter of persons. So in other words, what he'll do for one, he'll do for you. Right? All the promises of God are yes and amen. You know what I mean? You can have anyone you want. You know, in my mind, you guys are like very responsive. You're going, yeah! Somebody's even throwing money. You know, it's cool. That was just in my mind. But uh, you, know, you have all these opportunities. If you have the Word of God, you can pass on a lot of those. Instead of being defeated... You, you, you can pass that opportunity because you got, you got the word of God that says no weapon formed against me can prosper. And every tongue that rises against me, I can condemn. This is the heritage of the children of a living God, saith the Lord. You know, you got, he got the opportunity to, to feel bad, to feel sick, right? To feel sick. It was, I think it was uh, Kenneth Hagin Sr. that used to always talk about the fact that he was never sick. He's never sick. People just, you know, they latch on to that as if he never had the opportunity to get sick. He said, I've had marvelous opportunities to be sick. I just don't take them. And, 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 you know, and I was thinking about that because, you know, uh, most of us have great opportunities for defeat. But if you've got the word of God, I will not die but live and declare the goodness of my king. Right? I, I got, so I'll pass on that opportunity to be sick. I'm going to pass on that opportunity to be depressed because great peace have those that love thy law. And nothing shall cause them to fall, stumble, fail, or quit. Well, come on. You got the word of God. You need the word of God in your life every day. Every, I'm telling you, you got to get the word of God and you got to, you got to sow it into the fertile soil of your heart every day because it, that's what's going to give you the, the ability, the power, the, the, the wisdom, you know, to, to not wander off the trail, to not miss the mark. David, you remember he said, thy word have I hid in my heart so I won't sin against thee. He said, I've, I've hidden your word in my heart so I won't wander off the trail so I won't miss the mark. I've hidden your word in my heart. Some of us have hidden it so well we can't find it. And that's not what he meant. He said, I've hidden it in there. And, and, and which means that I, I guard it and protect it as if it were treasure. So when the enemy comes, because the source sows the seed, the seed's the word of God, and when the enemy comes to take it, he can't get to it because I've, I've hidden it, I protect it. Don't take up all these opportunities to live a negative, broken, defeated, discouraged life. But take the opportunity to get some fresh manna. Right to get some living bread to, to to get the word of God. If you don't own a Bible, if you hold your hand up, the ushers will bring one to you and they'll give it to you. You have to have really good eyesight to read it, but you can you can uh, you can have that. That's our gift to you. And uh, it was kind of funny. We might have to change our Bibles. Last night, a gal came up to me after service and she had the Bible. She said, "I'm so thankful you gave me the Bible. I can't I can't see it." And uh, she, you know, you might as well give it to a child. And um, so we'll probably change that. But you know, you got to get in the Word every day. Okay, every. Day, you need the word of God. Don't be one of them guys that, well, you know, I, you know, I, I just, I'm gonna, I, you know, 
I'm a church goer. I, I attend services, you know, just like the average believer, which means we see you 1.3 times a month. Don't be that guy. That's never in the Word. Okay? That's never in the Word. If, if we're only going to get to see you 1.3 times a month, let me tell you something. You better be in the book. Thank you. Okay. Start paying people to say amen or something. You've got to do what I've got to do. You know, last week, no, two weeks ago, we talked about encouragement. I could use some. Okay. Um, okay. Hold your Bible up. Hold your Bible. Hold your Bible up. Say, this is my Bible. Say, I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. Say, I choose to do what it says I can do. Say, I've got an open mind. I've got a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, say, I'll never be the same. Come on, shout it. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give God one more big praise this morning. He's worthy. Amen. Amen. Let's jump in here. Uh, we've been talking, you know, a couple of weeks ago I started it, and we started talking about a love that won't grow cold. Right? A love that won't grow cold. You, you know, the Bible says that God loves us with an everlasting love. That, that's a love that won't die. A love that doesn't stop. A love that doesn't know any end. A love, you know, no matter what you do, God's not going to love you anymore because you did it. And no matter what you do, he's not going to love you any less. Right? The love of God that, that comes to you, you know, the, isn't it crazy the kind of love that God has for us and, you know, specifically for you? You know, the, that love, the, the love that's coming out off of God for you, man, that's, that's all yours. You understand that? That's all yours. Now, you, you just don't, you don't, don't listen to what Shelby says. God does not love her more than he loves me. He loves it. Okay. But, but here's the deal. God doesn't love you any more than he loves me or me any more than he loves you. But the love that God has, the love that God has for you, that's all yours. I mean, you understand that? The, the, the love that God, that's coming out of God for you, that's yours. And I would recommend not, not missing any of it. You know, don't, don't, don't walk away from any of it. Let, let, you know, just let God love on you. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons and daughters of a living God. Look at the kind of love that God, that God used to, to bring you into the family, to adopt you so that you could cry, Abba, Father. That you could have an intimate relationship. Not, you know, a lot of people know God like as the creator, you know, G-O-D, you know, and, and, and the, the creator of the universe, and he's just out there somewhere, and, and, you know, and however it happened, you know, whether you, you know, you were some kind of mutation, whatever, he's a creator, and he's out there, and, you know, and, and, you got well. Wait a minute. There, there's there's another level that God wants to bring you to, and that's into intimate relationship with a covenant God. That 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 God, you know, that He's Lord, right? He He's uh, Jehovah. That He's 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 personal, and 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 He's your Father. You know, I got to tell you, sometimes, sometimes, you know, and people who have had children, you can relate to this. There's some about it. Your kid. You know, remember when you, remember the, come on dads, first time you saw your kid had that little pointy head and, you know, it's all pruny lips and, 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 you know, and his fingers all messed up and you're going, ha ha ha, that's my boy. You know, some of, some about, some of, you know, I love you. I, I'd do anything for you. But still, there's something about, about my boys. The, the love for them is a little bit different. You know, it's the father's love, you know. No matter what they do, they get it. There are days I don't want to give it to them. 
Hello? Because, you know, there's a difference between the love of God and living a life that's pleasing to God. I always love my boys, but I'm not always pleased. Hello? And, and, and you, you know, you kind of get up and go, dang it, I was hoping I wouldn't love them today so I could just hammer them. But that love, and that, God's got that love for you. God's got that love, that kind of love, a love that doesn't end. And then you start, you know, you, you get in a relationship and you start studying the book and you find out that not only does God have that kind of love, but God actually wants you now to love like he loves. See, there, there's a love that, that, that will grow cold. There's love that can be snuffed out. You ever watch Survivor? You know, and in Survivor, they go to the, uh, what, what do they call it thing at the end? Tribal Council. I always forget the name of that. And they go in and they got their torch and they got the fire. And, you know, it's a game. Somebody's getting voted off and, and they come out there and, 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 and the guy that gets voted off, it's always the same thing. He walks out there with, and, and okay, the tribe has spoken. And the flame goes out and you're out of here. You know, that, that's, kind of a, that's kind of a human carnal kind of, that's really kind of the picture of, of our love. You know, that you're out. You know. But 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 if you're a kid, if you're if you're you know the kids, you know you go and it's one of those one of those trick candles, and it comes back up. You know, it's back. Wouldn't it be weird? You know, the, I mean, the last thing that you would ever want is to, to show up at work and say the boss wants you in the office, and he says the tribe has spoken. You know. And, you know, you're, you're done. Hey, you know, and you, or you go home, you know, and you, and you hook up with the family, and they've had tribal council in your absence. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the fire, fire goes out. Well, the love that God has for you is, ain't ever going out. It ain't ever going out, you know. Uh, and it, well, I don't believe that. Doesn't even matter. God don't even care what you believe concerning his love for you. It's still coming. Still there. Right? You just got it. But, but if you're going to be a follower, you know, there's a difference between being a fan of Christ and a follower. Not a fan, he's got the t-shirt and a bumper sticker. But a follower, he's, he's changing that, you know, he's changing that, that inside thing. You know, it's like, uh, I think it's Galatians 2.20. It says, I have crucified the flesh. Nevertheless, I live. But it's not I that live, but it's Christ that liveth in me, I, and the life I now live, which could properly be translated, I now live the life, not a life, the life. I, I'm living God life. Jesus said in John 10:10, 10, 10, "I've come that you might have and enjoy Zoe, Z-O-E, God life, life in abundance through the top till it overflows." This is a different, different, different kind of life, different kind of love. And God's looking at us and He says, "Okay, now I want you to start loving like I love." The Bible, you know, you read the book and it says that, uh, that Jesus, the, the life he lived, that, that we're expected to live like Jesus lived. And we're thinking, well, how in the world can we do that? You know, we, you know uh, I, I'm not perfect. Well, wait a minute. The, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is now inside of you and it's empowering you. Uh, I think it's First Peter that says, by his divine power, he hath given us everything we need to live a godly life. Godly, godlike, to live godlike life. He's already given his, that, his divine power. What's that? His grace. Well, wait a minute. You know, grace is not a blanket you hide under. It's an empowering agent that God has put inside of you so that you have an ability beyond your own ability. So now you can do what you couldn't do because now you've got God doing it through you. Amen. Talk about cool. This is kind of cool. You know, grace, cha- Jesus changed the rules, guys. And he didn't lower the bar. 
A lot of a lot of times we're thinking about great. Well, because of the grace of God, then it doesn't really make any difference. You know, he he, he can't help it. He's you know he's got a good heart. Anybody ever look at you and with a weird look on their face? Well, you got a good heart. What that means is you're dumb as a post. Um, you know, because he's got a good heart. That's just that, that, that's like saying that we're, we're going to have to excuse the level of ignorance he operates in, and because because he's got a good heart. Well, really, it's just a lie because your heart that's how you think and feel and make your choices. You know, and so obviously your heart's not good. Another message. But anyways, you got you got you got you got this power, this grace. Well, you know, read Matthew five, and, and he says, "You have heard it said, but I say it." And every time he said, "But I say," he didn't lower the bar; he raised it. You know, he didn't say, "You have heard it said, thou shalt not commit murder." But I say unto thee, go ahead and kill him, because you're covered by grace, anyways. It doesn't really matter. No, he said, "You know, you have heard it said, thou shalt not commit adultery." But I say unto thee, don't even think about it. Don't even think about lust. You don't. Even, and he raised the bar. Why? Because he's given you the power now to do what you couldn't do. You know, you couldn't, you couldn't connect to God by the law. You couldn't make it. And, and the Old Testament, the Old Covenant was just like a living example of how desperate we needed God. Because you, there's no way. You can't do it. But then comes grace. And grace, you know, the rules change and everything gets, you know, the standards go higher. But we're given a power that enables us to do it. And so we can, and so he's saying, you know, I want you to love like I love. So if, what's cool is that he's, now that he's said it, he's going to give you what you need to do it. It'd be kind of cruel of God to tell you what he wanted and then not give you what you needed to accomplish the, you know. Grace is not a blanket to hide under. It's an empowering agent that God empowers you with. You know, it's crazy because there's 1,050 commandments in the New Testament alone. So God wants us to love with a different kind of love. You know, you know look at this in Matthew 24, verse 12. Uh, because the lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. The love of many, the love of many are growing cold because of lawlessness. So, uh, lawlessness, it's not a lack of information. It is a blatant disobedience and a willingness to disregard even basic rules. It, it's, a, it's a willingness to just, you know, to not follow the rules. In other words, love must have some rules. Because if you don't follow the rules, love grows cold. Look at, look at this in the message. I love it in the message because it says, For many, the overwhelming spread of evil will do them in. The overwhelming spread of evil. Dang, that's a, that's a powerful statement. The overwhelming spread of evil will do them in. Well, wait a minute. Don't let that mess you up because we know how to overcome evil. Romans 12, 21, it says, don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil by doing good. Right? Evil's not bad stuff others are doing to you. Evil is wrong thinking, wrong choosing, wrong acting. Evil doesn't come at you. Evil comes out of you. And so he said, you know, don't be overcome by thinking wrong, but overcome by just, just you know, paralyze that thought. You know, in the, in the enemy, have you figured out how he works yet? He starts sowing those thoughts, right? So putting those thoughts there. And, and, and you know, a double-minded man, it's unstable everywhere. Well, double-minded, where's that second thought coming from? It, it, well, that's the enemy. He's sowing those, those thoughts. Remember when, when uh, uh, wasn't it Peter who was out walking on the water and he began to sink and cried out and Jesus gets him back to the boat and he says, Oh, ye of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? 
No, say that. Wherefore didst thou doubt? That's kind of a weird phrase. Wherefore didst thou doubt? And uh, but you know what he said to him is, "Oh, ye of little faith." The word "little" there is not puny in stature; it's puny in duration. It was a short burst of faith. Oh, ye of little faith. He had a short burst of faith. Why'd you doubt? The word "doubt" is second thought. Why'd you give it a second thought? Had you had you not entertained another thought? See, it was that other thought that sunk his faith. And, and, and the enemy comes and he starts sowing those, those seeds, you know, those thoughts, and, and, and it's evil, wrong thinking, wrong choosing, wrong acting. And he said, you know, overcome, put it into that, just start doing good. Just do good. You've been called to do good, even if, if it means suffering. Isn't that what the Bible says? That, 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 for you've been called to do good, even if you suffer. Just why? Because it's going to change you. It's going to empower you. And you're going to do good. The, you know, the same power that's on Christ is now on you. The, and God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with Holy Ghost power who went about doing good, healing everybody who was oppressed. You know, I'm telling you, you got this power in you that will just paralyze evil just by doing good. And he said, many are going to be over by the overwhelming spread of evil. It's going to do them in. There will be nothing left, left of their love but a mound of ashes to Tribe is spoken. Just ashes. But look, look at the next verse in, in the message. He said, but staying with it. Staying with it. That's what God requires. Staying with it. Yeah, come on. Just staying stay with it. Staying with it to the end. I'm telling you, there's some powerful stuff about the end. God declares the end at the beginning. Proverbs 14, 12 says, There is a way that seemeth right to a man, but the end... The, end, the end's wrong. The end's wrong. If, if you would focus on the end and let God direct the way. But, you know, we get so focused on the way. There's a way that seems right to you. There's a way you think your spouse should treat you. There's a way you think your boss should talk to you. There's a way you think people in the grocery line should, should embrace you. There's a way. And, and, and if you focus on the way, the end's always screwed up. But if you'd focus at the end and let God direct the way, you'd get to the end. If you'd stay with it to the end, which is what God requires, you wouldn't be sorry. Why do so many relationships? Why do so many relationships end prematurely? Why, why, you know, why are we so quickly? You're done. You know, we just blow out the fire and move on with life. Wrong kind of love. Hello? Well, you got one more chance. I hope God never says that to me. You know, I I really, really hope that you understand that God is long-suffering. A little dizzy. (laughs) Uh, Stay with it to the end. You know what that speaks to me about? That speaks to me about momentum. Momentum, right? See, we got the fire. We got the picture of the fire. You get the fire? Remember we talked about feeding the fire? What's well, a great way to feed the fire? How about encouragement? Encouragement is like throwing gas on the fire. It was amazing how many people, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we taught on, on, on encouragement, you know, and keeping it. It's amazing how many people that week would text or call up or say, you know, hey, I tried it. And wow. Almost, you know, the fires are almost out of control. You, ne- you never have to worry about wild, wildfire because there's enough wet blankets right around you to put it out. It's okay. So don't, don't worry about wildfire. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. Okay. Okay. So this is speaking to us about momentum. Let me get on track. About momentum. 
Momentum. Momentum. Momentum is not measured by how fast you're moving. Momentum is measured by the level of opposition it would take to stop you. Okay? Momentum is measured. Your, the level of your momentum is measured by the level of opposition required to stop forward progress. You know, it's like a train. They get momentum. Well, why? Because it takes a lot. Once that sucker's moving, it takes a lot to stop it. See, the problem with a lot of us is it doesn't take anything to get us to stop. Somebody hurts our feelings. <laughs> Somebody looks at us wrong. <laughs> you know, church life is crazy. Church life is crazy. You know, they're telling me where to park? <laughs> you know. Are you kidding me? You want me to do what? <laughs> you, know, it, we don't, you know, we don't stick with anything. We don't have momentum. It doesn't take anything to make us stop. Right? But God, God, wants us, God wants us to have a different kind of love, so he's empowered us to do it. So he's talking to us, and really, you know, hey, stick to, to, the, to the end. You won't be sorry. You'll be saved. You know that word? You know, he who endures to the end shall be saved. That word sozo. That's not just, oh, you'll get to go to heaven. That means you're going to pull heaven to earth. You, you're going to, you're going to, you're not just, you're not, we're not just talking about, uh, you know, your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's awesome enough, but it goes way beyond that. It's, it's nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. Uh, it's, it's, it's wealth and, 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 uh, blessing and increase and health and, man, it's, Everything you ever wanted, he said, stick with it to the end. You, everything you ever wanted, it's like Matthew 6. He'll seek the kingdom of God and all these other things. God said, I'll add them right to your life. I'm telling you, if we could just get some momentum. Because without it, you ever been a part of something that had it? Or a part of something that didn't? <laughs> The boys, the boys in their sporting events, you know, and joining teams, you know, they've all played on teams. All of them is kind of cool in a way because all of them have played on teams that never, that when an entire year never lost a game. And, and those teams are really fun to go watch because the games are much shorter. I like that, especially in baseball. You know, baseball was cool when they were this tall. When they got bigger, it's horrible. You know, it goes on and on and on. But I remember, I remember one of Evans' baseball teams. They, you know, it's almost like they could walk up chewing gum. You know, it's talking to the, somebody in the dugout. The guy would pitch and go whack, and they'd knock out. You know, and just run the bases. It's like you, it's like they could not, they could not be beaten. And so the other teams were defeated before they made it to the field. And they just had momentum. Of course, they also played on teams that didn't win a game the entire year. So a team without momentum, and it wouldn't make any difference what you did. They could be running, the, 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 the winning point could be coming to home plate, but home plate's gone. You know, I mean, you know, you just couldn't make it happen. And, you know, with momentum, it's, yeah, and without it, King James Version, it sucketh. Right? So momentum, God wants your life to have momentum. He wouldn't say stay with it to the end, you know, if he wasn't going to give you what you had to take, what it was going to take to, to get the, the, the fire burning, you know, the, to have momentum present. So if God says, man, I, I want your life to be pumping with momentum, well, then we can go to his word and we can find out how to get momentum to flow.
Right? So in the next, give me, you got five or six minutes? Write this down. Check it out. Go to, go to 1 Timothy 6.17. It says, command those who are rich. And you're going, wait a minute, this is for rich people. First, matter of fact, look at the first words in your Bible. I hope you, I hope you're writing your Bible. Underline that one. Highlight it in your Android. You know, command those. This is not a suggestion. Here's one of them things. Here's one of them commandments. Command those who are rich. Command those who are rich. And you're thinking, well, wow, this, I, I get to sit back on this one. No, no, no. Seven billion people on the planet. Two or three billion of those people live on less than one U.S. dollar a day. The next two billion of them live on less than two U.S. dollars a day. There are billions of people on the planet who don't even have shoes. You're rich. Come on, you might as well admit it. I know why you don't want to admit it, because if you admit it, then you lose the power to complain. Right? Just another side thought, but you do not have the right to complain about that which you're willing to permit. So if you don't like something, then change it. But, but you, you, you're, you're so blessed. You're, you are so rich. Well, have you seen the price of gas? Well, then you have a car. Do you know what a college costs? Yeah. So you're rich. Man, there's, 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 there's children today, children that aren't going to eat. You are rich. Okay? You, you look at your neighbor and say, man, this whole thing's for you, isn't it? Just tell them. And uh, uh, here we go. Command those who are rich not to be haughty. Don't get proud. Don't get proud. And don't trust in uncertain riches. Don't just trust in the money. Don't just trust in the money. Uh, listen, being rich is not just about money. Prosperity is not just cash. Prosperity is the ability to respond in a godlike fashion regardless of the circumstance or situation. You know, you know why a lot of people don't have financial breakthrough? It's, it, you know, if you're not flowing in financial strength, uh, let, me, let me tell you why. Uh, Third John 2, brethren, I pray above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. If you're not operating in financial strength, it's because your soul is in poverty. I mean, you're praying for money. I've never, I, man, I've got to hurry. Uh, I've, I, I never pray that God would give us money for our stuff. Why would I do that? It's not biblical. You, you can't find a, a scripture that says, pray for money. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches. I already, he's already got that. You know, we're praying how to be a blessing, you know, praying for others that, that God would, you know, you know, open up our eyes and give us wisdom and understand so that we know how to operate so that we can lead them into. In, but, you know, prosperity, it's not just money. If, if God, if it, what a lot of people want is for God to give them enough money that they no longer need God. And that's a, that's a that's a poverty of soul. Uh, you know, I, I I never want to worry about money. Well, God, see what God's trying to do is teach you, you shouldn't be worried in the first place. And it doesn't make any difference what the bank balance is. Worry is not based upon the bank balance. Worry is based upon the health of your soul. Again, it's a totally different message, but uh, it's really a great point. Uh, he said, don't don't. Don't trust in riches. Trust in the living God. Look at this. This is a commandment. This is a commandment. Trust in God. 
who gives us richly all things to enjoy. He gives, oh, what a good God. You don't know. Man, I'm telling you, if we could just get a revelation of the love of God, the goodness of God, he gives us richly all things to enjoy. Jesus, John 10, 10, he said, I've come that you might have and enjoy life in abundance through the top till overflow. It's a crazy good life. You enjoy it. And he said, let them do good. Let them do good, that they could be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share. I'm telling you, there's four ingredients here. One, write these down because of time. I'm going to go really quick. Number one, enjoy all things. See, enjoy all things. Number two, do good. Do good. Number three, be ready to give. Ready to give. And number four, willing to share. If you take those four ingredients and apply them to any relationship, it Apply them to your business. Apply them to your house. Apply them to the church. No matter where you put it, there will be an explosion of momentum. Because momentum flows out of these things. I'm going to show you how and why. Number one, he said, enjoy all things. Enjoy. God wants you to enjoy it. By the way, if you don't enjoy something, you ain't ever going to have momentum there. You know, we're supposed to enjoy it, Right? Come on, we're supposed to enjoy it. You know, it's, it's kind of cool when people first come to church uh, and they enjoy everything. You know, they, you know, they just they just you know they just got in the parking lot and they just walk in. And they, and they, they okay, just feels like home. And they just start enjoying everything. They enjoy the parking assistance. You know, they they enjoy the greeters. Oh, thank you. It's good to see you. Give me a high five. You know, and they, they enjoy the ushers who bring them to a chair. And they, they enjoy the worship. And, and, and they just enjoy, 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 enjoy. And by the way, enjoying church is much better than enduring it. Right? I don't enjoy it here. Maybe you should find a place you do so that you would actually grow. Because if you don't enjoy it, you won't receive it. If you won't receive it, it ain't doing you any good. Right? We're saying, it's good to be with me, and you're thinking, I hate you. You know, well, hello. You know, uh, uh, I, you know, I'm not afraid to tell you that if you don't enjoy church, you need to shift. You know, I think you ought to enjoy it. And, because you'll never have momentum if you don't. Never. But it can't all be about enjoyment. I mean, enjoyment is vital. But it's not all about enjoyment, because if it's only about enjoyment, then you just along for the ride. See, apply it to the marriage. You enjoyed the courtship period? Huh? Come on. Enjoyed making those phone calls? Enjoyed buying and giving the gifts and receiving the gifts? You enjoyed the, you know, the, the, the private conversations? You enjoyed the, the proposal moment? And then you enjoyed the, you know, the thought about the, you know, the future and planning the future? And you really enjoyed the, 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 you know, the, the time and the ceremony you know, when, when you got to open all the gifts that all your friends and family had brought? You enjoyed thinking about the future and building the house and setting up house and, and arranging the furniture and setting your own curfew? And, and, you know, and even though mom and dad were right upstairs, but you're just going to do it your way. You know, and, and you, you enjoyed my favorite part, making babies. I enjoyed that part. And, and you know, enjoy. Yeah, look at, yeah, come on. And, and, yeah, and there's so much to enjoy. But if, if you never move past that, see, you, you, momentum dies. And you can't stick to the end. Right? See, we have a process at the church. We, 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 we connect, then we commit, then we complete, then we compel. We think if you make that transition, you know, you connect to the church, but you kind of go through a different threshold when you move from being connected to being committed. There's a difference, see, in relationship, being connected to someone and being committed to someone. Courtship versus commitment. Huge difference. And in the courtship realm, it's all about enjoyment. 
but you got to move. You got you, you got to shift. You got to realize, okay, I, I got to get to the next level here. I I, I got to because I want momentum, right? I, I don't just want to be on the team. I want to be on a winning team. Remember, you know, when when the boys were on the teams and they didn't win one game, we'd lie to them, you know, and everybody lied to them. It's not about winning. Yes, it is. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh my God. You just want to choke out somebody because it matters. I mean, you know, they're hating it. They want to win. You want to win. It's all right to want to win. God put it in you. I enjoy winning. I can endure loss, but I enjoy winning. Right? But it can't just be about enjoyment. So, so he said, so do good. Right? Number two. So do good. Just do good. I hope, I hope you're like, I think you're like me. There's so many people doing so much good. In the church, it's awesome. In the church, you know, I, I mean, think about the people who, think about the prayer team. Right now, you know, we've got this spiritual breakthrough thing. You know, Wednesday night was just rocking, wasn't it? And, and you know, uh, you know, well, on a Wednesday night when the room is way fuller than it is right now, and, and there's people, that, you know, and they're just worshiping God and praying and getting into the Word, and, 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 just, yeah, and there's this momentum. Well, that happened. Somebody's been fighting some spiritual warfare somewhere. And, you know, the prayer team, they're, you know, whether there's, uh, you know, 300 of us or 30, there's, they got a crew in the room praying and gearing up to, to help. Well, how about the children's ministry? Well, there's some people doing some good. Hello? I think we ought to get together and buy them all a car or something. Because, you know, well, man, you know, uh, talking about enjoying and enduring. Shelby and I were in Springfield, Oregon last weekend and uh, participating in a conference there and speaking at a conference. And, and, and you know, it's really it's one thing to attend a conference. It's another thing to be a guest speaker at a conference. And, you know, they brought us in, and we'd driven all day, and, and uh, it was a, lo- it was a long, long way you know, it's, I don't know, what is it, six, six hours or something. If you drive straight, we didn't, we stopped at several malls and, and uh, spent some time there. And, whew, and uh, then, then, you know, getting to the service and they start the service. And, and you know, and, and the first couple of hours was, was great. And, and, I, and, and he, he, he's, he, you know, he's got a really wide reach. And all of us are way different from one another. And that's obvious. Uh, but, man, at, at hour four, I was dying. And uh, fourth hour of the service, you know, and I've been in church my entire life. I love church. You know, I'm, I'm one of them guys that love church, and I'm sitting there praying, help me, Jesus. You know, and, and it was good, but I'm just thinking, dude, that was a conference, and you called it a service. That was the whole conference. And uh, it was, it, you know, man, and I'm thinking, but as the thing went on, pretty soon there were kids, you know, because after about, I don't know, after about two and a half hours, they kind of lost control in the children's department, and there's kids swinging, you know, like, tar- and they're going through there, and, and you know, it's shocking you. And you know, I am I'm so thankful for the guys that are doing children's ministry today. Amen. They're doing good, right? They're doing good. There's people, you know, the worship team. I think it's awesome that the worship team, you don't, you don't have any idea how many hours that, that they invest in learning songs and, and, you know, gearing up and getting ready and, 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 you know, working on sound and trying, always trying to make it the best that they can. You know, it's awesome. They're doing good. Look in the back. Look in the back. Look in the back. Look at, you got AV people, audio video people that never get any attention unless they do something wrong and, and they're doing good. And it's another step, it's another step towards momentum, because it's not just about, see, it's not just about your enjoyment, but now it's, I'm doing good. And that takes commitment. So that moves you from being connected to being committed. You start doing good. You start doing good. You know, you're there. You know, I guess I could be an usher. Well, yeah, you might as well. You're here. 
Right. But, you know, it related to your house. You know, I guess I could do good. Yeah, you're you're in the relationship. You could lay down the remote and pick up your socks. Come on. You could do good for your spouse. You could do good on the job. Again, in my mind, I thought there would be like this amen kind of thing going on. You're all like going, that's not my job description. You know, Shelby and I, we went to a place, I won't tell you where or nothing, but because uh, only because I can't remember the name, but uh, otherwise I just blast them. But uh, we, we went into this place, and the guy behind the counter, and he was on the telephone. He was, we were supposed to take our order, but he was on the telephone. He was busy. And uh, he was talking to a friend, and he was telling his friend uh, why he was at this new place instead of at the old place where he used to work. Because at the old place where he used to work, the, the manager asked him to go outside and pick up garbage in the parking lot, and that's, that's not my job. So I waited for him to get off the phone. You know, I'm going to tell you what, little Mr. Ignorant Pants here, you're about ready to have a revelation. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking, how, how stingy are we? You know, the, 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 well, I, I don't know, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, man, I, I don't have enough time to really vent and I want to. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, there's probably people in the room, and I don't mean to offend you, but, I, but uh, can I tell you something? That's probably what's destroying your life. Is that you're not being the, all that you could be, and you're, and you're excusing yourself because that, you don't think that's your job. That's why, you, that's why you ain't got no momentum. Man, you're not going to have momentum. You've got to enjoy it. You know what we need as a team to have a thriving church? We've got to have people who enjoy it. Oh, do we have to do that again? Oh, my God, those people are coming. Oh, geez, I can't stand on people. Well, no, you've got to enjoy it. And you've got to get past that, and you've got to be willing to do good. You know, pick up trash as you're walking across the parking lot. and be Okay, it's doing good. I'm parking way out there. Why? So somebody new could park up close. I want to be a blessing to people who ain't been here yet. Right? And I just want to do good. And the next thing is ready to give. Ready to give. And man, I'm telling you what, there's a difference between just doing good. All the doing good in the world is great. But until you're ready to give, see, you can do good. You can be an usher. But you don't actually have to buy the materials. But when you, now you're coming to the table and you're making an investment. And you're taking what God's given you and you're using it to, not to compete, to complete the body. You know, you know, you, you know, you're making an investment. You, you, you get, you, you get generous. You get generous, right? What's that scripture? Uh, I, I gave you a thing as a proverb. The, the world of the, uh, the generous, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy, smaller and smaller. The world of the generous, larger and larger. What's that? That's momentum. It's momentum where you come to the table and you're, you're, you're making an investment now. You're ready to get, you're not able, ready. Man, looking for the opportunity to, to, to give, to, to, to sow, to, to, you know, not stingy. I mean, even with your words and your thoughts and your actions, everything's you're just about just generous. I just want to give. You know, as a team, to, to get momentum in the church, you know, all we need are people who enjoy it, people who are willing to do good, people who are willing to invest. Without that, there ain't no momentum. 
But even all of those things, really, that's awesome. But there's still not enough. That, that last one, in which is really, is kind of like the, the Mentos for the Diet Coke. You know, this is the thing that's going to cause it to be explosive. Is when you're willing to share. Well, I thought that was ready to give. No, difference. Ready to give is you're willing to make an investment. Willing to share is you're ready to help carry the load. See, we, we want to, man, we enjoy, we enjoy life. We enjoy church. We enjoy marriage. But are there moments that are not enjoyable? Well, of course. That's what relationship is, isn't it? Whether it's with your spouse or with your kids or with your boss or with your employees or with people on the street. You know, matter of fact, you know, uh, do, a, do a quick study, and I'm, I'm almost done here, but here, check it out. God has got Adam in the garden, made in his likeness and in his image, but yet it's the, first, it's the first time God, you know, God ever said something wasn't good. I mean, think about it. You know, the sun's good, the moon's good, the fish are good, the plants are good, everything's good. And then he looks at man and says, this is not good for this guy to be alone. Why? Because, it's, you know, he's, he's enjoying it, and he's, he's doing good, Right? But he, there ain't nobody, he, he, can't, he can't be willing to share because ain't nobody to share it with. So Adam's got an issue. He's selfish. You know, he's made like God, but he ain't living like God. So God's got, you know, this guy's got a problem. And so uh, he needs help. This guy needs help. So he brings Eve to the scene, helpmate. What's her job? What's her role? To bring the issue in Adam to the surface so he can deal with it. So, relationship. You know, relationships, all about, you know, it's always about that. You can't get where God's taken you in life on your own. You need others. You know, 57 times in the Bible, the word another, love one another, pray for one another, encourage one another, bless one another. You need another, right? But another, another, and you're thinking, man, those people are crazy. No, no, it's you. It's the issue in you. The people up and down the streets, you know, in the mall. You don't, it don't matter how nuts they are until you're in relationship with them. And they haven't changed. But you didn't used to care, but now you're in relationship. Well, it's not them. It's what's in you that's being brought to the surface. That's what relationship does is it brings stuff to the surface so you can deal with it. And this is where momentum explodes because you're willing to carry that load. You know, you're, you're enjoying it. You're doing good. You're investing. But you're also realizing that, you know, man, whatever it takes, we're going to make it to the end. We're going to the end. We're not caving in. We're not giving up. We're not quitting. We're, we're in this thing. When it gets heavy, I'll, you know, I'll lean into it with you. You know, I'll just tell you something right now. I probably shouldn't, but I'll just tell you. Uh, there are not enough words in the English dictionary to describe to you how much I don't care whether you attend this church or not. I'll, you know, I want you here, but if you're not here, it doesn't make any difference. Until the end, I will lean into it with you. You might not enjoy this. It's okay, let's find you a spot where you do. But you've got me in your life forever. Am I telling the truth? The people who have known me forever, they, they, they'll tell you, you know what, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You need help, we're there. We're, with you. we're committed to you 
to the end. And, and I understand why you might not want to get real close to me. Right? And you, you might realize that I don't dig hanging with a lot of people. Because, you know, I, I have certain personalities and certain focus and certain vision, certain passion, certain, you know, and people that draw out of that. I don't like it. I just tell you, you know, but, but here's the deal. Is I'm willing to share your burden. You, 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 you fighting something? Man, I'm on your side. And there ain't no, there ain't no changing that. There ain't no changing that. And I'm telling you what, there, there, there's just not been a whole lot of areas in my life where I've not known momentum. And we're at a place, you know, in, in, the, in the growth of the church. You know, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like, you know, praying for your kids and praying for your kids and praying for your kids. And then one day they come in and say, would you pray for this? And you have to say, no. You do it. You know, God did it with his kids. He, he delivered them out and, and he took them around. He took them the long way, couldn't take them the short way because they wouldn't face their giants. But then one day, then one day, though, there, there, there comes a time when he says, you go deal with it. You've seen how to do this long enough. You, you, you go kill your giant. Not, not doing it. You do it. See, there's a, there's a, let me tell you where we're at in the church in transitional growth. There, there's, a lot, there's a lot of places where a few of us have done an awful lot. We carry the load. We're at a spot now where it's like, yeah, that's not going to build momentum in your life to just let you enjoy it. You can't just enjoy it. And, and doing good, my gosh, you got so many opportunities this weekend. You can do share fish, you can do the laundromat outreach, you can do, what's the laundromat outreach? Well, that's what, we're, we're, 90 people have signed up, over 90 people, because they want to go out and do good. Isn't that awesome? 90 people are going to go somewhere. And, and think about it. You know, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to roll into five different locations, and we're going to supply the quarters, and we're going to supply the soap, and we're going to supply the sheets or whatever they are. And we're going to, you know, I've never done laundry, so I don't know what we're supplying. And we're going to, we're going to supply, and we're going to hang out in there. And what do we do? When, when, what do we do? Well, they're going to say, uh, why are you here? And you're going to say something like, well, Jesus cleaned me up, so I thought I'd help you with your stuff. You know, I don't know. Just you know, we're just here to to, to help. We just want to be a blessing. You got you doing good, doing good. How about you get beyond that? How about how you know? In my opinion, see, in my opinion, you, we should be so passionate about the mission that you can't get through the front door because there's so much stinking soap out there. You know, but you know, if you don't want to invest, don't worry. I will. But someday you're gonna have to step up and say, okay, I'm ready to give. Because here's what I know, that you cannot consistently perform a test that's inconsistent with your character. So if you're not given here, if you're not helping carry the load here, you're not doing it at home either. Because you cannot consistently perform a test that's inconsistent with your character. You know what bothers me about people who show up 1.3 times a month? Is that's about how often you show up with your family too. And that's about how effective you are on the job too. And that's about how much passion you use in everything you do. Why? Well, because you cannot consistently perform a test that's inconsistent with your character. So I'll just tell you now, because I might not ever see you again, because you heard that I don't care. <laughs> and I'm gonna, and I gotta tell you, if I, if I cared, I couldn't tell you the truth. If I cared, you know, in, the, in that human way, in that human way, where, where if I needed you to like me, I couldn't lead you. I wouldn't have the ability to lead you. So I, I don't need you to like me. I, I, I got Shelby. Well, someday the boys are leaving. Thank you, Jesus. And, and, but, but we're forever. This is, the one, this is the one that matters to me, see? And here, here's the deal. Here's the deal, and, and, and I really am done. You know, I'm closing now. 
I love to close. Sometimes I do it like seven times. It's really cool. I remember one time my dad said, here, put a mint in your mouth, and when the mint's gone, just be done. That'll, that'll help you know when to end the service. And I said, okay. So I used to carry mints, in, you know, because we always had to suit up to preach and stuff. And so I had mints in my, in my pocket. One day I reached in there and put a mint in my mouth. Found out four hours later it was a button. It wasn't a mint. It just never dissolved. But uh, <laughs> you're still going? I just go and just keep going. But, you know, uh, okay. I really am, I really am closing. Uh, here's the deal. You want momentum? You want momentum to take a city? Then... Enjoy it. Do good. Invest, but help carry the load. You, 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 you want momentum to, to, to build a strong family? Well, enjoy it. Do good. Invest, but help carry the load. You, you want momentum in your business? Well, enjoy it. Do good. Invest in it, but be, be willing to share the load. You know, just be willing to share the load. If you work for somebody you ain't willing to share the load... You ought to give them notice. You ought to just tell them, you know, look, you got enough issues to deal with. You don't need to drag me along as an anchor. Or you could shift and realize that, you know what, instead of, instead of dragging the weight down, I'm going to start picking the weight up. I'm going to realize that, you know what, God's called me to this church. So I'm going to enjoy this church. I'm going to quit nitpicking and finding fault. I'm just going to enjoy it. And I'm, I'm going to get involved, and I'm, I'm going to do good. I'm going to serve the body. And I'm going I'm to be ready to give. And, and on the hard days, I, I'm going to be one of them crazy committed people. I'm going to be one of them people who are willing to carry the... How about in your house? How, how about you make that shift? That in, instead of being the guy that's always finding fault, I'm going to be the encourager. And I'm going to speak life only. I'm not going to be stingy with my words. I'm going to, I'm going to bless people, even, even if I have to lie to them. Well, we call it prophesy. Right? Prophesying. Prophesying. And, 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 and I'm, I'm going to invest, and I'm going to be ready to give, but willing to share. You bring momentum. You know what would happen if you had momentum? you wouldn't be so easy to stop. If you weren't so easy to stop, you know what happened? You'd make it to the end. If you stay with it to the end, you know what's going to happen? You won't be sorry. But you'll have God life, sozo, the blessing of God. Oh, come on. How about we just embrace the Word of God and say, okay, going for it. Going for it. By His divine nature, He's given me everything I need to live godly. So I'm just going to do it. Amen. Close your book by here. Let me pray for you.